With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is episode 66. I am your host, Greg, and I am here again tonight with Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Drinking the champion of beers right now, so I'm happy. Oh, I am drinking a double trouble by none other than Founders Brewing, which you know what that must mean. I got a Dankwood. It's also good. That means that came that... off really weird, but I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> Ryan has a dank wood, and everyone should be happy. But I, uh, that means that Founders is the winner of our beer bracket and is now the official beer of the Grindline podcast. I got permission to call them that, so I'm Which not is just, awesome. Yeah, I'm not just pulling that out of my ass. Uh, they are officially the beer of the Grindline podcast, which is cool. I, I'm... I'm very happy about that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so we'll be doing some cool Founders uh, swag stuff and uh, possibly doing some giveaways. And I'd like to get down and do uh, a Grindline event down at the Tap Room in Detroit. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or out or, in, or Grand Rapids. Yeah, or if we go out to Grand Rapids doing one out there. I'm but, up for a road trip. Jenna already said she'd buy us beers. Oh, good. Then I'm there. <laughs> but Founders did win our beer bracket and is the official beer of the Grindline podcast so that's good it's good they make a ton of great stuff it's the majority of my fridge mine too. to be quite honest most of i still i've got multiple bar- barrel ages in there right now i've replaced bud and bud light with solid gold so yeah i'm not mad about any of this the way it played out yeah and me we either. had no influence on the decision it was actually this is actually the best round of the voting that we had wasn't it 52 to 48 something yeah it was extremely close it was like three or four votes and it would have been tied i think Uh uh-huh and i think we had that was also the most votes that we had for a single round if i do recall we had like 60 some votes yep you are correct so they're official beer we'll be doing some cool stuff with founders hopefully soon i've been talking to their marketing person and they're pretty excited i'm excited i got us a beer so mission accomplished Mm-hmm. Our second housekeeping note is we are now partnered with Howie's Hockey Tape. You may remember uh, when we were the Winged Octopus podcast, how we had a promotion code through Howie's and you can go on and get a discount. So you can do the same thing now if you go to Howie'sHockeyTape.com and when you check out, you use the promo code GRINDLINE you will receive 10% off of your order. And then we also get a little kickback on that. So it helps us fund the podcast. So go do that. If you buy any kind of hockey tape, they're a Michigan product. They uh, Mm. partner with a ton of NHL teams all the way from Pee Wee up to NHL. They're over in Russia. They're international. Mm -hmm. Um, And for all the homers out there, they provide tape to the university of Michigan. 
I'm guessing Michigan State as well. Probably. Uh, and they also go to Ohio State, so it makes me happy as well. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. <laughs> but yeah, so if you go to, if you are buying any kind of hockey gear, whether you run a team, whether you play individually and you need some tape, they don't just sell tape, they sell a ton of stuff. So go to howieshockeytape.com, use promo code GRINDLINE, not the GRINDLINE, just GRINDLINE. And you will get 10% off of your online order. So that's enough plugging companies for now. Of course, the second I post that we're not recording for a couple <laughs> weeks because I need to work on promotions and partnerships and that, and there's no news anyways, like 18 things happen. So uh, just, I had a son of a bitch moment. And then I had we had to start doing our research and, and getting stuff together. But there is actually quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Ryan, do you want to go through promotions first, or do you want to go through the trade first? Uh, let's let's cover. Let's go through the trade first. Okay, I'll let you start. I was going to say promotions because of how many there are, but if you're like me, majority of them weren't really an oh my god moment outside of maybe three people. So we can just cover maybe just the one that really kind of took the wings Twitter, if you will, by storm for about a forty-eight hour period. And that trade was, of course, Iserman with Tampa. And it was, was it a fourth round pick, I believe? A fourth round pick in 2020. Fourth round pick from Detroit was sent to Tampa Bay in exchange for Adam Ernie of Burton Ernie, as many have Bert N E H N Ernie for all of you out there that are giggling at yourselves. Depth move, 100%. The guy's potential. He was drafted by Iserman. Was he late first round, early second round pick? Early second round pick. Early second round. There we go. So he showed some glimpses of the of what he could provide. He's a big body forward. I believe he's 6'1", 215. He was out there to be a presence on the ice, kind of what we ex- expected from Advocator. Um, he had 20 goals or 20 points in 65 games last season. He dealt with some nagging injuries that kind of slowed him down. But the one thing I think that stuck out to me the most, I read some stuff from uh, the athletic with Max that he posted a few things and also Joe Smith from Tampa Bay. The guy is a workhorse and he's out there to be better than people around him. He knows that he's not probably where he would like to be, especially for where he was picked in the draft. So there's an expectation that he should be better, but he's got skill on the puck, which as we've talked about before, isn't really that great of a thing in regards to the current roster setup in Detroit, if you will. So for a fourth round pick, especially a guy that was a late first, I can't really be mad about it. No, I would agree. I mean, 20 points in 65 games, especially on a stacked Tampa team. Mm -hmm. I think he, he kind of understood. Yeah. He understood that uh, he, I think he understood he was going to be traded That was Mm. kind of the big thing. He's happy that he got traded to where Iserman is, but he, there is opportunity in Detroit. Granted, he's a bottom six player. He's Mm -hmm. better than a lot of our other bottom six players. But to me, the move is interesting because I I feel like it means that something else has to happen. You got to think so. Because we've got Abby and Helm and, and, and if you're going to try, I mean, you just re-signed Turgeon. So if you're going to try to bring mm-hmm. him in, we've got enough. Bottom, actually, we're stacked with bottom six type players. 
if the if the league was based on bottom six, I think that we would lead the league in that aspect. Exactly. For what they what they have now at the NHL level, as well as what's knocking on the door at the AHL level, that's going to be in that realm. Yeah. So, I the move was slightly confusing. I'm not mad about it, but no. uh, there's going to have to be other other stuff that happens. So yeah, Adam Ernie, he's only 24. He's six foot two four. Is he 24 already? 24. Yep. Uh, okay. it, as of April. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he put up. I mean, with the Syracuse Crunch. Uh, in 20, so this past season was his first full season in Tampa, but the 2017-18 season in Syracuse, he had 26 points in 41 games. Um, but he he's kind of floated around that 20 to 30 point mark through the AHL, which is not terrible, but mm-hmm. I think they expected a lot more from him since his uh, QMJ numbers were, were pretty good. I mean, his last season in the Q, he played 60 games and had 102 points. So those are Mantha, uh, Mantha type numbers, and in Plano. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I wouldn't put him in anywhere near the same conversation as Joe Valeno. But no, but I mean, when you're looking at strictly the points output, I mean, you can kind of get that way. But the Q is also known for those types of guys. Yeah, so I think he's he's a depth move. He is what I think we hoped Abdul Cater. Uh, we the path. I think we hoped Ablocator would take as to where Ablocator mm-hmm. has regressed. I think Adam Ernie could be an Ablocator replacement because he does play a very physical game and it looks like he can, he can put up points when he, when he wants to. So I think with more, if you give him 15 minutes a night, you could see pretty decent production out of him. And the other thing too, and you, we mentioned the Ablocator type role is that speaks to the fact that the guy is a two-way player. And on a team, granted, that doesn't score a whole lot, he's shown the ability to do so. Like I mentioned with the Joe Smith articles, I think it was from December is one of the ones that was highlighted of Ernie when he came in because he ended up breaking the lineup because of injury. He can really release it within that within the faceoff dots and in, in tight. And he's also not afraid to get in front of the net and do something strong on the puck and make himself known there either. So I think that's kind of i mean if you think about it look at the way tampa was constructed their lineup could do that to you but then i know this is probably a bit of a stretch but look at the lineups that eiserman was always a part of when he played they've kind of they took on his identity i think a little bit with the old the red wings of old where they're aggressive could be in front of the net but they could also score and do everything else to you tampa's taken on that identity and you can kind of maybe see in just the quick draft and some of the moves that he's making, granted, these are just fillers to an extent, that that's what he's going to slowly maybe focus and get towards. I mean, that's a very stretch thought on my end, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I think we're on the same page. We don't hate the Ernie trade. We just want to see what else, I guess, it, it produces. Because it by itself kind of doesn't make sense because we have mm-hmm. those roles already already filled, really, when we need them to be. And I think that's what pissed everybody off, too. I, I shouldn't say everybody, but many people, is that w- there's already the logjam. I mean, we're there's going to be a logjam for another two years no matter what because of how the contract situations are. But I don't know. Uh, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, either you like it or you don't. I don't. If if you don't like it, I can. I'm not 
going to fight you over it because it makes sense as to why you wouldn't. So, Yep. But besides that move that Iserman made, there was a ton of front office movement. Uh, he's he's kind of reshaping what it looks like. He's reshaping what the, the team from an office standpoint looks like. Mm-hmm. We, we knew he was going to do. I don't think any of us thought it was going to take this long, but it started. So we'll go through the promotions first. So this is from, I think I, I pulled most of this uh, news from Wings Nation because they put it all together. Mm-hmm. So Chris Draper went from assistant to the general manager to director of amateur scouting. So he got a real person job. Which uh, I think is fantastic. Um, yeah. Yuri Fisher went from director of player evaluation to associate director of player personnel. Sean Horkoff went from director of player development to director of player development slash assistant director of player personnel. So Fisher and Horkoff are going to be doing some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Fisher, he, he was kind of the only guy in his role. And now I think they're going to they're gonna tag team it, which frees them both up a little bit. Which is good. I mean, you can tell that those two have been impactful so far, especially when it comes to talking and developing these prospects. And I don't think I've heard a single bad thing said about either either of them and how they handle themselves or how they go about their business. So if they're going to be both doing the same thing, it's really, it's a win. Yep. Dan Cleary, uh, he went from player development assistant to assistant director of player development, which is the same, uh, maybe the same kind of thing. Uh, Adam Nightingale went from assistant (laughs) video coach to actual assistant coach. So he is going to be behind the Mm -hmm. bench. Uh, Fills that extra vacancy that had been there with, was it Firstweiler? Yeah, so he will fill the empty Pat Firstweiler, who was the Blaschel clone. But uh, Nightingale doesn't look anything like Blaschel, so Pierre shouldn't have too much trouble there. Yeah, they saved Pierre some more embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to do. Marty Stein uh, went from part-time amateur scout to full-time amateur scout. Pete Van Good Zant, for him. yeah, Pete Van Zant went from athletic trainer to head athletic therapist. What the hell is the difference? Yeah, um, I, I th- a lot of these to me feel like um, title moves. Like, because you look right below that, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, so Russ Bauman went from assistant athletic trainer to assistant athletic therapist. So they're now not calling them trainers. They're calling them therapists, which, okay, but I don't think that really changes what their job is, uh, unless it does. We'd have to talk to the actual people. But uh, (laughs) Paul Boyer went. I'm going to go with no. Paul Boyer went from equipment manager to head equipment manager. Now, I thought he was already the head equipment manager. So did I, because you never see anyone else really associated with what's going on. Well, you see a couple other guys. There's a a dude with a beard. And, and another guy, but Paul Boyer is generally the one who's behind the bench, getting the gloves, uh, getting people towel. Like he's the head equipment guy. And I guess now he just has the title head equipment manager. So yeah. maybe that opens up room for them to hire a couple more. That would do it in a heartbeat. So for new hires, they hired <laughs> Lisa Wright as a team travel coordinator. So... Um, I don't recall if we like fired our old travel coordinator, but I mean, we, we've got a team travel coordinator, so that's cool. Maybe they just never really announced it before. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't look if... that hard at, um, at who the travel coordinator is. 
I wonder if it was a position maybe that w- fell more under the Illich side. Could be. Or Olympia it's instead possible. of rather being team specific. Well, now it's team specific. It's completely a yes. So if don't take me at my word. So LJ Scarpace was hired as video coach. So he... Was it Scarpace or Scarpace? I don't know. I guess if you were from the uh, Finding Nemo school of English, <laughs> you could call him Scarpace. Uh, I'm just going to call him Scarface. So Ooh, I like that too. Scarface is from Dearborn. Uh, he's a former Michigan Wolverines director of player development. His most recent job was as the Carolina Hurricanes video coach. So he is now moving back home and will be the Red Wings video coach. Kyle McKinnon uh, has been hired as a pro scout recently after retiring from an eight-year hockey career, which his name does not ring any bells. Um, Unless he's like the step brother of Nathan. I don't know. He had an eight-year pro career, so good on him. Mm. He's now a yeah. pro scout. Uh, as we know, Chris Eiserman was hired as a pro scout. Jesse uh, Wallen as a chief amateur scout, formerly from St. Louis. Former Red Wing. Yep. Uh, Ryan Rezmierski as a chief amateur scout, formerly of Nashville. Rob Rassi as an amateur scout, former Harvard assistant coach. Bryce Toma as an amateur scout, which that actually might be Thomas, and they might have missed an S. Uh, as an amateur scout, formerly Saskatoon Blades assistant coach. So that's an interesting move. Uh, Kevin Gibson as an amateur scout, former Toledo walleye player and son of Tigers legend Kurt Gibson. That's mm. a cool hire. Uh, He's, his kids have done well for themselves. His one kid's in, ti- in the Tigers organization. Now his other one's working for the Red Wings. That's yep. pretty sweet. It's a sports family. Uh, Absolutely. Thomas Carlson as a European scout, formerly of the Arizona Coyotes. Phil O'Sare as the head goaltending scouting and development uh, he's a Michigan native and formerly a goaltending scout for Tampa Bay. Mike Barwis as director of sports science and human performance. He's the one we talked about recently. Uh, mm-hmm. It says uh, the little snippet here says Mike Barwis is the owner and founder of Barwis Performance Centers. Uh, it says it's a big time hire by Steve Eiserman. He has worked with the likes of UFC's Robbie Lawler, NBA's Draymond Green, current Red Wing Dylan Larkin and Luke Glendening, among others and will completely overhaul the Red Wings fitness program. Uh-huh. So that's interesting. And then they hired Dr. Mark Gray as the team chiropractor. So you can kind of see with all that movement that Iserman is making the team his own, which is good, which he needed to do. And it also tells me that Iserman has full control over the team. Yeah. Uh, do you know what type of changes were made when Holland took over? Uh, that's going way back. No, like the internet wasn't even invented. Uh, yeah, you're about right. 97. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I, I'm just curious because I mean, I haven't followed. I don't think Holland's even made these types of moves out in Edmonton. Does he have that's the same type of power or pull right now? I don't think there? as many he's made moves, but I don't think right. he's I know. Made I mean, he's many. obviously had to get a new coach and coaching staff and whatnot, but I was just curious if there's been as much action over there as what um, Stevie's done so far. Because really, there's only been, what, three or four that have been outgoing moves? Four, like I want to say. Like people leaving? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So to see what's left, but it was still, but then what has been maintained, and the fact that he has 
considerably added to the rest of it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. But the one that intrigues me the most, I would say, is Jesse Wallen. He was the first round pick of the Wings in 96, it stated. I, I remember, I think he wore, what, number three back in the day for a few years, or number four. But what intrigues me the most is that he has been a scout with the Blues the past six seasons. If you've paid any attention yeah. and haven't been under a rock, they've had a hell of a drafting campaign and obviously just won a Stanley Cup. So to me, that one is definitely one to watch. And with what they already have in place and the moves that are being made, there's it, it leaves more room for optimism. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at a lot of these uh, new scouts, so uh, even Ryan Resmierski, who is a chief amateur scout formerly in Nashville, uh-huh. Nashville's done some really good drafting. Uh, like you said, Jesse Wallen from St. Louis, really good drafting. The pro scouts I don't pay attention to much because they're scouting people who are already in the league, but I mm-hmm. guess anyone is better than Archie Henderson, who uh, scouted us, Franz Nielsen, and uh, Stephen Weiss, and David Legwand, and I mean, the list, just, the, list, the list just goes on and on. So I, I'll, I'll take anyone over them. Right. And then Phil Osser to me was a interesting move too, because he's the head of goaltending scouting and development now. So we have now a specific goaltender scout. And if you look at the goaltending in Tampa, has was he a part of uh, their current duo, especially with Ben Bishop? He, in 2014-15, he worked as the director of hockey ops for Michigan State's hockey program before joining USA's hockey staff, uh, mm-hmm. Team USA hockey staff. Uh, he played 12 seasons of professional. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't say how long he was. Oh, the former Ferris State goaltender worked as a goaltending scout for Iserman in Tampa during the 2018-19 season, so last season. So he was only okay. with Tampa for a year. But prior to that, he was USA Hockey's first goaltending manager. And uh, then he worked as the director of hockey ops for Michigan State's hockey program. So that he's gotcha. he's a goaltending guy. I mean, that's what he does. So <laughs> hopefully he'll be working with uh, Larson because he's also a development coach. So mm-hmm. yeah, And there's a lot of guys right there that need it for Detroit. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, Larson, Petrozelli, Eliason, he'll get them all in line. Mm-hmm. Any of the moves stick out in particular to you that you're like, whoa? No, not. I mean, Walling, I want to say it's Walling, but I feel like I'm saying that wrong either way. Re- really, that's probably the only one that stood out to me. Um, I mean, the guys that got title changes and and whatnot are just, that's probably more a formal thing on their side of side of it but draper getting the promotion is fantastic for him not surprising really the it's yeah i just nothing like, really stands out i think i think the one that stood out the most to me is the one we talked about on the last podcast was that barwis yeah i just like that that moves are happening and mm-hmm. we actually have stuff to talk about so and there's a month before everything kicks off yeah, so if you haven't already and you'd like to go to Traverse City, go to the Traverse, uh, I think it's Center Ice, the Center Ice yeah. Arena. Mm-hmm. Traverse, if you go to their website, you can get tickets. They're 10 bucks a day. 
for the Prospect Tournament. That is the 6th through the 10th, I believe. And I will be up there from the 6th to the 9th. So you can come say hi yeah. to me. And I'll be able to go. Ryan won't be going because he's a loser. But you can I come see. Army, thank you. Ryan will be going because he's a loser. So you can come see me <laughs> up there in Traverse City. Uh, I will. I'm getting an Airbnb so we can have a sweet party or something. Oh, fuck you. That'd be cool. Um, you get one right downtown. Uh, it's about ten minutes away from the arena, about five or six minutes from downtown. Hmm. It's not bad. But and it's the week after Labor Day, so prices shouldn't be awful either. No, I uh, got a real good deal on it. So, yeah, if you want to go to check out the Prospect Tournament, the week after that is training camp, and the week after training camp is preseason. So, don't worry, hockey's coming up pretty soon. Yay, we won't be boring. Yeah, well, we won't be as boring as normal. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so that's uh, that's all coming and up. We'll have Tyler back finally. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. He doesn't get abandoned in South Carolina. I, enjoying, you know, everything. Listen, but when Tyler told me he was going to record the podcast uh, while he was on vacation, I said, no, I, I mean, I said, OK, Tyler. And then in my head, like, there's absolutely no way that Tyler is going to take a break from vacation to record a podcast. And I think if we would actually stuck to last Thursday, we would have been in. Mm, we would have had him. I think so. I don't know. I think you're being a little bit optimistic. I'm trying to give him a little bit of credit here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Tyler will be back uh, on after vacation. And hopefully between now and next week, something else interesting happens that we can talk about. Um, of course, I mean, we can't go really too in-depth on a lot of these moves because, again, yeah. they're just front office moves. And a mm -hmm. lot of them don't have a huge backlog of, of what they've done. I think the interesting stuff is bringing in football guys. Like we talked about before, uh, guys mm -hmm. who get football players ready are going to start getting hockey players ready. And I mean, I didn't know that about Barwis that he worked with um, like UFC fighters. Yeah, that one's new. I missed that one from when we were looking at him before. Yeah, maybe he can get Abby back into shape. Hey, I'll take it. If he finally makes us eat crow on Applicator. It's not now, gonna... granted, there's still a skill piece that needs to you know come along with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he still needs but... to like, you know, do stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll reserve judgment. Yeah, I think Adam the Adam Ernie move was a good move. Uh, and I'm indifferent, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what comes next out of it. Cause what do you think? Yeah, let's go there. What do you think is going to come next? Uh, wave Justin Applicator. You wave. think is that is that your? That's that's my, what you're going to go with. My bold ass prediction. Your bold prediction is waving Abby. Yeah, because they can mm. bury him in Grand Rapids and they recapture the cap uh, from it. How much do they recapture? All of they it. They get a million. Do they? If they're buried, if they're in the minors, their salary does not count toward the majors. If they go on waivers and they pass waivers and go to the minors, their uh, salary does not count toward the Red Wings salary cap. And the biggest thing, too, is you know damn well that strictly because of that salary, Unless a team is desperate, there's no, no one that's going to touch him. It. No, why would no. they? Especially for how much term is left. Yeah, so I don't think uh, I don't think they'll do it, but my I, I want them to. So, like we <sighs> talked about it with uh, with our good friend out there, Beer League Chump, that uh, mm -hmm. if, if we 
keep talking about it, we'll end up wishing it into reality, and it will happen. Is that really what we're going to go with? Yeah, because if we say it enough, they're bound to see it, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh yeah, it's, it's like, a great idea, why didn't we think of that? It's like saying Candyman into a mirror? Yeah, or Bloody Mirror, I think it's worse, actually. <laughs> if you say Applicator so <laughs> three times in a mirror, Abby shows up, he won't leave you alone. He doesn't oh, score God. goals. If you do that with Erickson, you think he shows up and like puts a ton of product in your hair? No, he shows. If you seen the videos that have been going around recently with Erickson? Oh Jesus Christ! No, now what? So like the the players are all these are pre like uh, game videos where the players are all skating around, shooting pucks, you know, pa- passing back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting in a corner throwing a puck against the wall, and the other one they're all out there practicing, and he's like, tra- with his hockey stick fishing behind the bench to get like two other hockey sticks and he does it for like a solid 30 seconds wait this is like pre-game skate yeah instead of him actually going and participating in the pre-game skate he's jerking around doing whatever on the side and i'm i'm just like oh wow this God. this explains a lot please tag me in this because just, i'm not sure what this is and i now <laughs> need to see it i'll have to go back and find it and i'll, I'll tweet oh it onto God. the podcast count but it's just him uh it's just him just screwing around you know not not being active, not, you know, practicing with the guys, just sitting in a corner, shooting pucks against the wall or screwing around, trying to get some sticks from behind the bench instead of actually going behind the bench and getting them. It's, being exactly what you would expect. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, it's like he's like a puppy out on the ice that can't control himself or stay focused on one thing. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised by any of these things that no, you're saying. No. And I said, and... I said it explains it explains why, you know. He's Jonathan Erickson. Why he always seems lost or or turning the puck over, not paying attention or letting goals Loses the in puck in the or, corner because he's so used to throwing it off the boards at himself. Or scoring on our own goalie. Like, uh, it's just, it's now it's hashtag Jonathan Erickson things. And that's just. just hashtag Riggy things. Oh, God. Dump them in the ocean. <laughs> like, I don't know. But uh, I think. I think we've reached our limit of things to talk. Like I said, there were a lot of things to talk about because a lot of stuff happened, but we just really, I mean, there's not a ton to go in depth on. Yeah. If we got nothing next week, we'll just go, we'll talk about beer. Yeah. We'll talk about founders and how this double trouble IPA is really good. I, I reached for the top shelf today. That's, that's the one I'm feeling good mood. Mm hmm. And I got some dank wood that I'd spin up there forever. It's so delicious. Ryan talking about his wood again. I think that's all we have for tonight. <laughs> Ryan, do you want to give your final thoughts? And then your Twitter handle. I don't, I don't really have any final thoughts. The beer tastes good. There's nothing happening. I'm not mad about Ernie. Uh, okay, I guess this is turning into final thoughts. The moves, they're whatever. We'll see how it plays out and how that actually translates to things on the ice. But we are slowly getting to hockey, and that's fantastic because there's nothing to watch on TV right now. So, yeah, Twitter handle already Ryan33. Yeah, I'm in about the same boat. I, I'm happy that Iserman's taking control of his team. I'm happy to see what happens. I'm excited to be going to the prospect tournament and seeing the guys play. I think Cider's coming up for the tournament, and uh, I don't think that Valeno or, or guys like that are going to be there. Because Probably saving them for the preseason. Pros- it's more for the prospect prospects, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, you Have you heard anything on Bergeron? no just that he didn't look and we talked about this too he didn't look yeah. great 
at the uh, World He's Junior Showcase. Not up to game speed. Yeah, but I haven't heard anything else. Gotcha. We'll keep an eye out. Yep, but you can follow me on Twitter at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline Podcast on Twitter at Grindline Pod. Again, if you buy hockey equipment, go to Howie'sHockeyTape.com and use the promo code Grindline to get 10% off your order. Go check out our merch shop on Redbubble, and you can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, iHeart, uh, Radio.com app, and literally anywhere. I mean, pretty soon we'll just be yelling it out on the street. You can come find us or something. So Just throw it on a one big t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. So for Ryan, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.